This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, it's Stephen here from Double Tap. It is Thursday the 9th of March 2023 and today we're talking about Microsoft's big Ability Summit for 2023. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you this fine Thursday? Radiant, beautiful, gorgeous, buoyant. How are you, sir? Happy uh, Friday, Junior. Oh, don't start all this. <laughs> Constantly uh, says. And this is so confusing to me. So, you know, this is like the in talk that goes on. And I think someone came up with this. Mm. Uh, because, you know, we are... Uh, people who listen to EMI Audio religiously, regularly, uh, every single moment of their day, as they should. As frankly, you should, yes. Just like, right, I have to say this, right? I've, I've worked a lot of places in my life. This is a good place. Yes. I just want to say that. It's a good place. Oh, I was like, it's, oh, yes, the people, the people are amazing. Are good, but the shows yep. are good. I mean, it's like, the shows are actually good. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Now, just be careful here. Remember, you've worked other places before. <laughs> That's not that other places are bad. It's just that the shows here are oh, really good. Well done. They, they are. are. Yes, it's a great place to Do work. Do you know why? Because there's so many great talk shows on here. Like, we've got The Pulse, which is a brilliant show, Joita. If you haven't checked out The Pulse with Joita, you've got to check that out. What a brilliant show. Because it's intelligent. I mean, I must admit, I don't, half of it goes over my head. But, it's you know, bit, I still like listening to it and thinking I'm intelligent. It's, it's a bit very professional. Yeah. It's, it's a bit very professional. It's a bit yeah, very I like professional. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that. I feel yeah. out of place. Yeah, yep. exactly. Oh, so many great shows. And of course, we have the Globe and Mail and the Guardian in the morning that precede us. Precede? Precede right? us, yes. Yeah, I, right? I find the technical production particularly amazing and excellent mm, mm. on the Globe and Mail. I don't yeah. know if you've noticed that. I, I love that I get a name check every day and I don't really do anything. Yeah. <laughs> We always say technical producer Stephen Scott. I do sometimes sit in and do the production on it. You do, which is yes. honestly, I love doing that, and it actually kind of helped me hone my skills on Audacity because you know with this show, <laughs> there's no really, there's not really any editing at all. There maybe no. should be, but there yes. isn't. There's uh, no this time. Is, I think the phrase is live to tape. Yes, yes, correct. Um, live no, into your ears. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. right. No edits, but. That's why this is what it is. Yes. Sorry, that almost sounds apologetic. <laughs> <laughs> We're so sorry. We're sorry. There's no time. Wait, well, I can't be bothered. I mean, who can be bothered with editing? Don't say that. Don't oh, do I that. See. blame right. it on okay. time. Don't okay, time. Yeah, it's laziness. all time's fault. Yeah. No, yes. we are lazy people. But yeah, we actually, we don't edit our own show. We do edit other people's shows. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Well, that, the, you're, you're right. The Globe thing is a perfect example, right? Because we got to turn that around really quickly. And yeah. we had to come up with some... Oh, I love that. I believe nifty little audacity workarounds and little hacks there to, yeah, make it very quick. I, you know, I love it. I, I love it. So, so many nice. people who, and Jacob Shemansky, who it was on our show talking about Discord this week, he is a user of Reaper. And I want to get Jacob on because I know he uses Reaper for AMI and, and the productions he does. And a lot of people swear by Reaper. And you know, I do think it is becoming, it's becoming the, the Adobe edition of the media world, you know, journalism. And I think yes. pe people who work in radio especially are going towards Reaper. They're moving away from Adobe. Or, I mean, certainly not everyone's moving away from it, but if you're if you're blind, you probably are uh, because it's not that accessible. Uh, and that's not putting that them out accessible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, now, Reaper um, is cool. You started looking at Reaper, didn't you? I did. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, and I, I, I've mentioned it before, but the wonderful series, and it was a wonderful series done by Garth Humphreys, our good friend uh, from Australia, Yes. And he is he's so good with this because he, he explains it in small, bite-sized chunks, the individual elements, the individual parts of the program you want to learn. That's the way I learn. I, I can't take it. It's these people that sit and read instruction manuals and you just think, and then they say to you, oh, just read, just read the manual. And I, there's, there's no point me reading the manual. There's, nothing's going to be achieved <laughs> other than me wasting five hours of my life listening to a manual because four of those hours... If, if I actually hang on, five hours, yeah, four hours, 55 minutes of that, I'll be asleep. It is true. Yes. Bite sized chunks is my attention span. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. I have not got the attention. So it's, it's not even so much that my brain just can't take it. I don't, I don't know what it is. I just, it's not my way of learning. I think these people that can sit and read instruction manuals day and night, good for you, but I can't. I just can't do it. 
It just doesn't. I, I need that basic me. foundation in it before I can start referring to them, the manual. I like well, to well, yeah, play I mean, along with someone as they're doing a project or something. I like to go along with them and then it, it gets into my head easier. Yeah. Garth did a great job on that. He did. And, you know, the thing is, you've got to find something. I think the, the trick for me, and, and this may work for other people, any application, no matter what it is, if you're going to move over to it, because that's the thing, right? It's not like saying, oh, I'll use this app for Twitter or that app for Twitter or this app for Mastodon versus this one. It's not like that because this is something you're investing time in. And this is something which you really probably want to switch over to completely because you don't want to be jumping between. I mean, I don't think you could manage that. I mean, I, I no. found once I'd moved to Audacity, that was it. I was on Audacity and I was hooked. Yeah. Because you I love were it. using a, a old accessible-ish version of Audition, I, I was, I, all, all I was doing was just manipulating keyboard shortcuts really to make it work. And and that yeah. only worked on the single track in Adobe Audition version 3. So that precedes even CC, you know, which is now the, the, the standard, yeah. which you have to pay monthly for. Audacity, yeah. of course, is free. And it's funny, a lot of people do look down on Audacity, I think. They kind of look down on it and they kind of think, oh, it's just a free, cheapy bit of software. You know, it really is. It's very powerful. And... I, I, I think, you know, especially recently, they've added a lot of new functions to it, like the real-time effects. I haven't really gone there yet, but, you know, no. all the areas of it, all the aspects of it are accessible. Yeah, absolutely. And I, On the PC, not the Mac. On, yeah. <laughs> well, or, yeah the, or less. Well, actually, do you know what? I'd go so far to say, if you're new to it and you want to use it and you've got a Mac, I wouldn't bother. I'd learn Reaper. And that's a real shame, because for the longest time, Audacity was accessible on everything, mm-hmm. right? And particularly on the Mac, it, it was really good. And for some reason, they've let that drop. So that is a shame, and I'm hoping they will come back to that at some point, because you did have to download a screen re- reader-friendly version yeah. of Audacity when they came out with the new, newer versions. But now none of them seem to work particularly well, so that is a shame. But yeah, I love Audacity. It does everything I need it to do, multi-track. You've got the scrubbing support in there now, so you could do that... To go through at high speed and everything. Or it's the, really cool. Oh, 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 yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I just imagine someone tuning in right now and hearing this bit of the conversation and wondering, <laughs> earth are they talking about? Oh, wait, just double tap. We, we, we have no idea anyway, so it's fine. They're listening at double speed already. Oh, exactly, that's right. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, good luck with that one. Um, but no, I, I, I do. I love, I love editing. And um, yeah, so... That's well, how did we get from here? Where did we get from? How did uh, we, we start got this? to um, great this people Friday AMI getting to you Jake, started oh, yeah. this with Friday Sorry. Junior because and the reason yes. that <laughs> we should maybe explain why? ten hours later why the, you know it's funny right I can't listen to an audiobook but I can talk for ten hours that doesn't make sense to me yes you can, I can listen to myself. To sleep. <laughs> I can listen to myself for 10 hours, but not anyone else. I know the reason we mention it is because Corinne Burrell, who does the uh, the, the show in the morning, uh, Globe and Mail, uh, one of the voices on the show, uh, that's what she refers to Thursday as. And what what was the one you came up with the other day? Oh, Saturday's grandson. Happy Saturday. Saturday's grandson. I mean, because yeah. every time she says it to me, every Thursday, happy Friday, Junior, I go, oh no, is it Friday? I sh- I've missed something. I know. It gets me every time. God bless her. Anyway, that's uh, the internal workings of AMI. There you go. We're we're exposing the secrets. (laughs) Dishing the dirt. Dishing the dirt, yeah. Tomorrow, Mr. F. Oh, I could tell you a few things about him. (laughs) But we won't. God bless you, Mr. F. We love you. Uh, Especially because in Vienna, he did give me his schnitzel. Okay, now then, let's move on. (laughs) He did. Well, in fairness, it wasn't... Well, was it chicken? I can't remember. I had a chicken schnitzel. A schnitzel should be like a pudding, surely. No, it should be it's apple. not. Am I thinking of strudel? No, oh, maybe yes. No, oh. you know, we're talking. We're talking here about think think fried chicken. Yeah. Okay. So real Costa chicken yeah. with some, you know, I guess it's not batter. Well, I don't know what it is to be honest. It's fried anyway, <laughs> and uh, it's 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 edible. It's nice. It's edible. It's nice. Well done, <laughs> gourmet Stephen my, Scott. There, my standards of eating are not to be. Uh, yeah. Questioned. Paper. Um, it's edible. Therefore, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a plate of paper, please. That'll do for For fine. legal reasons, please do not eat paper. Thank you. No. Unless it's brill paper, which gives no, you no, a nice no. tingly feeling in your tongue. Right. Stop it. Um, so, <laughs> actually, speaking of eating, so I got pulled up yesterday, uh, read my emails uh, before I came on here today, but last night I was reading them and I got an email from Greg, uh, who pulls me up. Our, our good friend, Greg in Pennsylvania. Uh, who pulls me up for daring to eat at that pizza restaurant I mentioned. 
Oh, yes, the um the pub game, Dominoes. Yeah. No, I agree. Yes, that's right, yeah. I'm no, I, I I must say No, I won't say. Well, firstly, you should do it out of principles because of their terrible, horrendous, immoral handling of the accessibility issues where they refuse to fix it. And secondly, the pizzas are terrible. Anyway. Pizza, they're not terrible. Okay, look, that's a choice. Thing, it's edible. Right? It's good. No, no, exactly. no. Exactly. That's the Scottish standard. Okay. <laughs> okay. Honestly, of course. To, one thing I'll say is any American or Canadian who's come to Britain always says the same thing to me. Mm. Your country's great, but I can't stand oh. the food. Oh, well, that's nice, isn't it? That's, that's just rude. How dare you? Okay. Well, we're going to do. Um, they're not wrong. But yes, uh, anyway, I won't read all of the email that Greg says because it'll probably put us in um, hot water with some lawyers. But let's just say... I think what I just said, can I just say the opinions expressed on Double Tap are mine and mine alone. Well, no, I think, or I think you, did, you did refer to something factual, which is that they did go to the Supreme Court, I believe, in the US. Uh, the fact that the, the story of the whole Domino saga was that the, I think it was that the website wasn't accessible and people couldn't who were blind couldn't use it at all to be able to access. And then people approached Domino's to say, could you fix this? And they kind of just said no. And that was the thing. That's what that wasn't went, great. Oh, yeah, you're, that was, you're a terrible, terrible company, or at least this is a terrible decision yeah. by your company, because how could you do the, that? The, the thing was that they actually went further than that, and they really doubled down on it and ended up at the US Supreme Court. So, you know, that was that was a really... I mean, the thing even is though that, they, they, I think they fixed it now, but they, even they, so, it just looks bad now. You know, that's the problem. Well, it could have had ramifications. If that court case had gone the other way, that mm. could have had ramifications to other companies and accessibility could have been set back a, a, a long way. So, yeah, that was terrible. Terribly handled. I give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not a terrible company. Maybe it was just a terrible handling of that situation. But, yeah. I'm with you, Greg. So he says, you, you spend your money at Domino's, you uh, still support Twitter, and you still work at AMI. What's going on? <laughs> Sorry, why shouldn't you work at AMI? I think I've been, I think I've been cancelled. Oh, right. Is this me being, is this how it happens? This I've is never how been, it starts. Right, okay, so this is it. Is it, is it, I'm done. Well, it was a great show. I enjoyed it. I'm going to tweet at you saying you should be cancelled. Okay, great. Thanks. I'll see well, if we you can do, get that You do now realise you're now in charge of the show. Oh, I can Sorry. My, the, my job title is Sidekick. Sorry. <laughs> so you, you cancelled yourself. <laughs> you, you're quite happily cancelling yourself. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Carry um, on. Yes, because Greg also goes on to talk about um, Twitter and my view. Uh, he basically suggests, and I'll see if I can get the notes in front of me here, because honestly, there's so many emails from Greg. Let me go through these. Um, so he says, <laughs> I know the Musk thing. Um, sorry, I beg your pardon. I know the Musk firing the entire accessibility team and discriminating against employees with disabilities was not enough grounds for Stephen to leave. Uh, Twitter on principle and mock those who did choose to leave publicly. Oh. Now that Musk has resorted to publicly mocking his former employee with disabilities yes. individually, is that a step to is that a step far enough to convince Stephen to respect, if not enough, to join those who choose to live a life of principle? Wow, I'm with you, Greg. No, that's funny enough. We talked about this, right? Because that was so talking of. Companies handling things terribly, individuals handling things terrible. This this previous employee wasn't sure if he was fired or not, so he tweeted at Elon, and the response from Elon was not good, particularly about this this former employee's um, disability. Well, I mean, he he mocked him, um, and almost he, he almost showed acute, an ignorance as well. He, he, he showed well, he showed a lot of ignorance, yeah, and he essentially was was saying that. You know, the, I think it was the, the comment where he said, you know, he was essentially using his disability as an excuse for, for not doing work. Whilst, you know, I think it, the, the line was something like, you know, you say you can't type because of your disability, yet you spend all day Twitter storming. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's a disgrace. I mean, there's, look, there's no way around that. There's, it's an absolute disgrace. And Elon Musk should be completely ashamed of himself. He won't be. Is it a step too far, though? We did talk about this, Stephen. Well, is a step it a too step far. too far? Hmm. Is that's that a the question. straw? So am I staying at Twitter, or am I staying on Twitter to support Elon Musk, or am I staying to support those who the community we've built up on there, that I've built up on there, the followers who are staying there, who are not able to make the jump to another platform, who still find it difficult to do that, although, granted, it is getting easier, and I want to mention that later. Um I think 
I'm there for the community. I'm not there for him. That's why I'm on Twitter. I don't really care less about Elon Musk. I have a feeling Elon Musk is going to get fed up at some point, throw in the towel and sell the thing off for, you know, either a loss or the same amount of money, although he'd be ridiculous well, to he, buy it for that money. After the uh, Twitter users poll, wasn't it that he was looking for a CEO to replace well, he him? Is, anyway? yes, but he'll still be involved. Or he still owns it. Um, but whether or not that will continue forever, who knows? And I think that's the problem with this. I think... You know, people are very good at virtue signaling, right? And everyone loves to jump up and down and say it's all everyone's fault. And I, I really don't see the value. This is the thing for me. I don't see the value in leaving. Because what does that achieve? It just makes that place worse. Well, I suppose the argument is if by staying you are supporting those that sort of behaviour by a company, therefore by Elon Musk... Come on. Come on. Well, that's, that's the argument, right? Every it's, company has a stain on it somewhere. Every single company. Yes, I would agree. Through, we could go through so many. I'm not going to do it here because I'll get sued uh, by every <laughs> single company. So I'm not going to do it. But what I will say is there are a lot of companies out there, a lot, especially companies who might be older than 50 years old, who have got a bit of a history to them. But does that mean you just abandon every company for that reason? How do you well, live if you, if see you work the on that C- basis? If you see the actions of the CEO as in axing 75% of the workforce, um, paying no heed to accessibility and other legal terms according to that, you know, the, the contract of that employee in particular with disabilities who was part of his contract was offered that position. And maybe that's not you is know, it, that's is a Is Elon Musk contract. more important to me than the platform itself? No. Well, that's, that's the thing. And does Elon Musk actually represent that platform and no. the behaviour? Not, <laughs> not to me, he doesn't. Because he's just another person who's taken it over for now, and then someone else will take it over in the future. That's all I'm interested in. Look, there was plenty of people who jumped up and down with Facebook at the same issues, who were selling our data, who were caught selling the data of us to other companies. I agree. Yeah. Cream and we all jumped up and down for five minutes, and now it's like, oh, yeah, Facebook, whatever, who cares? And this is what I mean. It's all virtue signaling nonsense. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, and, and also by leaving, yeah, okay, so fine. Stephen Scott leaves Twitter. What actually happens as a result of that? I'll tell you, nothing. Nothing changes. The platform doesn't change. Yeah, no, no, Arguably, no. it gets worse. Are you seriously saying if I, if I leave Twitter, me, yes. not all of us, I mean me, yes. Yes, but all that of us changes that platform. You. If we all think that, then no one would leave. That's no, see, point. that's just a false. It's, it's a false argument because that, no, no, that no, no, you're no. conflating two things. No, you're I'm saying, not conflating. You're saying if we all do it, then it'll have an impact. Yes, but I'm not saying that. I'm saying if I leave, answer that question. If I leave, does anything change? Yes, because maybe you will influence someone else to have a no, look and no, say, no, no, you no, know no, what? no, no, I no, want no, to leave as well. Not, and no, no, and you wouldn't know I'd left because I'd gone. So if, if again, if, I'll ask you the question again. Yes. If I leave. Yes. If I stop tweeting today. Yes. And never tweet again. Yes. And just never touch that app again. Yes. Does anything change at Twitter? Yes. What? They say, oh, we got one less user. And what a user he was. And it's a shame he's gone. Maybe not. I wouldn't okay. bet the house on that viewpoint. Um <laughs> No, nothing well, okay. would happen. There's a short answer. Nothing. Nothing would change. Nothing people? would happen. Okay. Uh, and you, nothing you has could... happened. The people who have left, the mouths who all jumped up and down, oh, I'm leaving, I can't possibly. They've all gone. And you know what? I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you one thing that did happen. Yes. My feed got a lot quieter. <sighs> wow. Things okay. calmed down a little bit in some ways. Yes, look, I'm not saying that the platform is not a cesspit, but it always was. <laughs> This is the bit that people seem to fail to realise. It was never really that great a platform. Does anybody remember the the documentary, The Social Dilemma? That came out before Elon Musk had any hit I agree. of buying this I do platform. Agree. Yeah, I do agree so with let's, that. So let's not sit here and say that Elon Musk is to blame for everything. Yes, he's not helping. He yes, he's not a great to guy to be maybe in charge of this. Look, in charge of SpaceX, in charge of Tesla, he's doing great, I think, and he's doing good work over there. You can argue the toss on what you think about all that. On tw- I, I don't think this was a fit for him at all. I have no idea why the man wanted to buy it. I have no idea what he's he doing with he it. He was forced to. Yeah, but, but he wanted to buy it in the yep. first instance. That's the point. That's Elon. 
<laughs> but he wanted to buy it in the first place, right? He wanted to buy it. That's why we ended up in this situation. I think he was, uh, I think someone called his bluff, to be honest. Well, whatever. But look, the guy bought it, right? If he didn't okay. want to buy it, he'd have found a way out. All He's right. a multi-billionaire. It's not Monday. Calm down. <laughs> Everything is fine. You're perfectly... I, okay, so one thing I will pick up on that, that Greg mentioned. So what about blasting other people's that do choose to leave. I don't believe you are blasting them, but... No, I don't know. I, I, actually, I don't think that was Greg's words. I'm putting words in there. Sorry, Greg. But, you know, uh, uh, what do you think about mocking, other people I that leave? was the word would he you, used. Okay, mocking. mocking people who... Yes, I was probably doing that. Because, yes... I, and you stand by that? You think that's yeah, fine, do you? absolutely. Because, look, right. because you're, you're virtue signalling. Again, these people left with the intention of, if I leave then, you know, that will be my principle and I will stand by my principle. Okay, good, good for, for you. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. That means your voice is no longer on the biggest platform in the world that is talking to a community that has Which actually bothered to take the time no, to follow no, you and no. listen to what you have to say. What you've done no, is no. abandon them. That's what oh. you've done. You've oh, abandoned them. You've doubled down. Oh, no, I should have Honestly, brought this up. I, I, I've made it, it just, all worse. It just irritates me because it's all virtue signaling nonsense. Nothing changes. And I've I used bet that you, phrase quite I a lot. I bet though. you if Elon Musk leaves, they'll all come back. And I'll tell you what else. You know what won't yes. change? The platform. Because it'll continue to be a cesspit. Even with a new... Because there's <sighs> people involved. <laughs> Human beings. It's not run by robots. It's run by people. It's people who well, are on the platform. The people who are writing true. the hate are people. Or bots controlled by people. Okay, that's a part of it. Yes. But it's not all of it. Okay. By any stretch of the imagination, it's not all of it. So, you know, I, I just, it's this whole thing about, you know, if I want to live a life of principle. Well, if I lived a life of principle, I would do nothing. I'd become Amish because there's nothing else. I, that's the only way to live a life of principle, arguably. I mean, anybody okay. who sips a coffee from a well-known chain store, anybody who buys a, a smartphone, anybody who buys a computer, it could be argued to be unprincipled because of the history of the company they're buying it from. Well, because they're supporting capitalism, and then we're on to well, you're a communist now. It, well, now, we, oh, and then well, where do we go? Ideologies, eco-economic systems. Oh, well. It's a tech it's show, honestly. It's everything. But this is about tech. This is about tech. But it's about the it morals is, though, behind it. That's the point. You know, we're talking about morals here and we're talking about principles. Look, that's all well and good. But you can argue Don't the toss about steady. anything. No, look, but but seriously here. It's if you believe what you're doing makes a difference. I I honestly don't think either side is wrong. If you want to leave because you find it, you know, his actions terrible, then absolutely good for you. But also if you want to stay and you want to argue against him that way and tweet at him and do whatever else, absolutely fantastic. I think they're both valid things. But that would be like saying, I mean, I always think about this in, in, in a, a protest sense, right? So if there was a protest happening about something you didn't like, is the answer to just, well, I disagree with everything this, uh, you know, that we're protesting about, so I'm going to take my placard, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to sit in my house and shout from there. Well, it's uh, not to say you okay, still can't... Shouldn't, shouldn't you just be part of the gang that's the protest? You know, if, if there's a group of people are getting together for the protest, shouldn't you stay with them to protest that way, as opposed to going home and shouting in your own bubble where nobody can hear you? <laughs> well, which is what you've done if you've gone to Mastodon. Because well, no one's listening. Not that, well, no one can hear you. I mean, who's, 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 where is the news stories coming from about Mastodon? Who's talking about anything that's going on on Mastodon other than, what? oh, yeah, there's this client, oh, there's this one, yeah, and oh, this one's quite good. That's it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in there. And it will that change. actually, that, it will if I'm grow honest, and that, grow. No, that is more frightening to me than anything that's happening on Twitter. Because what's happening there is a silo. A silo of people who are oh, in all a bubble. these buzzwords. You mentioned gaslighting in a minute. Oh, I wouldn't use that one. I hate that one. But <laughs> I hate them all. But any silo that is not being, or not at least transparent, you can say what you like about Twitter, but you can see everything that's going on. It's all there. Yeah, all the hiding, all the cesspit, and all the good stuff. Which it always was. Since day one. Since the first human tweeted, it became a cesspit. Relax. Oh, God. Everyone take a deep breath. Do you need a coffee? No, you don't. I've actually had one. (laughs) (laughs) There's a problem. (laughs) On that note, I tweeted uh, at Amazon the other week saying that their um, Alan Partridge special on Prime Video had an audio descriptive track, which was fantastic, but it didn't have the actual show audio mixed in. So all you had is the voiceover artist. I checked it last night, and they fixed it. So, so good job, you, okay, Amazon. 
And well done, Twitter. But when it, you found out about to- that, didn't you think maybe you should just unsubscribe from Prime Video and never touch a video again because of the principle of supporting an organisation that doesn't even bother to no. mix in the show audio no, the, because the audio description no, track. The difference Would that not be the smart thing to do, Sean? The difference being is when wouldn't I that spoke, have made a difference? To, wouldn't that have said something when if I your spoke subscription to them, had gone they away? Said, they said, you know what? We're going to take a ticket on this. We're very sorry, and we will look into it, and we will get back to you. They didn't laugh at me and say, ha-ha, tough to be disabled. There's you a difference. Know, you know when you email like Apple Accessibility and they don't give yes. you the response? Yes. And you, you don't really know if they fixed the problem. You don't really know what they've done with that. Should, should, no. we, should we sell all our Apple equipment? Because, you know, really that's an unprincipled approach, isn't it? Because Again, if Apple came back you know, and Apple, said, if Apple said, tough oh, to be well, disabled, then yes. So you think this is the last straw? You think that's it? Do I think that's it? No. Well, clearly I don't you think do, because it. you're you're hitting me back with this comment about Elon's no, I'm saying to this guy. No, who I'm saying disabled. your similes don't work. They, they, it's not the same situation. Amazon were very responsive, very reactive to my, hey, you've done this wrong. No, no, Whereas, but the examples I've given you are exactly the same as up to the no, point. No, no. He, no they're exactly oh. the same up until the point where he called out the man for being disabled. Yes, and the so laugh out loud so is, that the la, is, is that the last straw for you? So are you, are you cancelling your Twitter account today? Uh, no. Okay, why? Because I don't use Twitter enough anyway. But That's, that's not that's an a, argument. That is a cop-out, yes. That is an absolute cop-out. I, yes, so why are you I, not doing it then? Come on, you're, you're shouting at me about it, so come on, what are you doing? I'm not shouting it, I'm putting the counter-argument. Because... What's the counter-argument? Like, well, like I said, there's people that choose to leave... Right, because of their principles, there's people to choose to say stay and fight it from the inside, and I believe there's eighty percent of people who say I just don't care. Yeah, I just don't care. I think social media is a bit of a cesspit anyway, as you but Greg said. Greg would say you're now unprincipled on that basis. Well, yeah, no, absolutely, and this is right to say that he can think I am unprincipled, and he may be right. Maybe I'm not standing on my principles enough, but I just honestly I don't think it's that important. There. Wow. Well, you know, you whatever go. I said, I think she's been wiped off the slate. So <laughs> it's true. all hate it's true. to Sean Priest. I am not, I am not that interested. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I stand I by my... I couldn't care less, says Sean my Priest. my lack of principles, mm. yeah. I hope the New York Times isn't listening. Right, okay, uh, <laughs> stick around. <laughs> Got more Blank. to come on this. Uh, I'm sure over the like next you, few Stephen days. Scott. You make me say terrible, <laughs> terrible things. No, you see, the thing is, I tell you the truth. That's the thing that people don't like. I tell the oh, truth. Dear. I am quite happy to sit there and be part of something like that social network because it's something that I am there not for him, but for all the people who bother to follow me. And there's a lot of people, for, not a huge amount of people, but there's a lot of people who follow me. And I really appreciate everybody who has, like people who listen to this show. I appreciate every single one of you. Yes. Okay. And if AMI you know, had some terrible secret that had emerged about something in its past, you know, you have to make a decision. Who am I here for? Am I here for the bosses of the organisation or am I here for you, the audience? I'm here for you, the audience. If AMI decide I am a bad guy and need to get out, then that's up to them. But for me, I'm here. I, you know, it's just, I, I get there's a point where there's a line that gets crossed. I don't know what that line is. I know that in today's world, everything is just so inflammatory. Yes, so, it is. I've noticed. <laughs> But it does seem that way. It's like, you know, and, and this quitting everything, you know, quit it, just cancel it, get rid of it. It's just such a cop-out. It's such a terrible see, way of doing the, that's, anything. That's where the trouble is, though. I don't think you can criticise people for taking that stance. That's the thing. If people want to leave, then I think... I disagree. Well, because well, am I not allowed to disagree? You, you can disagree, disagree, but you don't have to put them down for leaving, as, as they don't have to put you down for staying. The point is... But you can't you, put me down for staying. That's, that's free speech, Well, you can't Sean, put them down okay. for leaving, then. But, no, I can they can put me down for staying and I can oh, right. put them down for leaving. Okay. That's All called right. free speech. Free speech, but unneeded. Unnecessary. <sighs> I'm right. taking a break. Get a coffee. I'll be back in a minute. We're going to talk more. <laughs> We're going to talk about ability some actually. Angry. I think Angry we, we into the second out. half. <laughs> I remember we started this show today. We're like, yeah, there's not a lot to talk about from Ability Summit. How are we going to manage this? Oh, well, there we go. Right, stick around. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Sean, are you still there? 
He's, he's probably just decided to go away after all this. Ah, sorry. What? Are you all right? I thought you'd left. I thought you uh, just no. said enough's enough. I've had enough. I'm out. Well, to be honest, I thought you'd take ten minutes to you know, catch your breath and um, calm down. So I went to get a drink. Sorry. Well, we only have the uh, two minutes in between, you know. <clears throat> yeah, you know? No, we only have yeah. that two-minute break. That they I know, but you're, you're sat in. next to the coffee machine, so I thought, you know, ah, you, no, you no, take no, those no. two minutes. I think I think you would know I'm at the point now where I'm comfortable enough just to make the coffee during the show. <laughs> um, so the 13th Ability Summit from Microsoft uh, happened yesterday, and uh, really it was a, a, an incredible event because, you know, as always – they had a lot of people tuning in from around the world, 20,000 attendees from over 100 countries, and um, the help of 70 presenters. And that was the thing about this. It actually only it's seemed huge. to last about five hours online, but they had a lot of concurrent sessions as well. So actually the amount of content is huge. Huge! So um, let's talk about what they announced. Now, there wasn't. I was kind of hoping there might be some new hardware to talk about. Uh, not a lot of new hardware... Um, the focus really on initially Surface Pens, that was the first thing actually of the new adaptive accessories, expanding the range. Um, not, not Remember last year we talked about the assistive mouse and the, the new keyboard. That's right, buttons. yeah. 3D printed sort of uh, making it adaptions to people with different you know, needs to or holding or handling a mouse. Yeah, that's very good. Well, they worked with this company called Shapeways to create 3D printed grips, which you can use on all the accessories. But they've now created ones customizable 3D printed attachments for the Microsoft Pen. Um, now, I must admit, I'm not a huge... I don't know a lot about the Microsoft Pen or what it no. does. And obviously, it's not... Well, it might not be obvious, but it's... You know, when you think about it, it's obvious. We don't use pens. Yes. Yeah. So from a selfish point of view, I'm kind of going, oh, yeah, I'll I know, I'm, I'm kind of like, that's... Okay, that's <laughs> yes. great. But, but for people who need this, this is incredible. So really, really good to hear they're working on this and developing ways. Because, look... I have to be honest, I think blind people and I think, actually, I would just say blind people on this have been treated pretty well by Microsoft in terms of accessibility in the disability community. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the, it's, the it's accessibility important. department have been great over it, the last few years. Amazing. And I think it's time that they start reaching out to other groups. You know, I mean, they have been for a long time and probably more and maybe longer than we know. But you just have to go through the list of accessibility options on the computer. And you can see how much it's increased over the last even one, two years. And you can really see that the amount of options that have come in, you know, it was pretty much voiceover. It was, well, not voiceover, but, you know, talk back. What was it called? Narrator. Narrator. <laughs> Narrator. But Too more than that, readers. it's the actual, the, the actual usefulness. Because uh, yeah. you know, I, I would argue that Narrator for the longest time was there to, hey, we're accessible. But you know what? In practice, it's not. It's not a screen reader. It's not a system screen reader. It didn't do what it needed to do to to make you know uh, someone with visual impairment able to use your computer. It just didn't fulfil it. But now it does, and I think that's that's the same for a lot of these accessibility features. Now they've really honed them down. Magnification is fantastic. Um, I, I would argue, you, you, why would you go outside of? the built-in magnification in Windows, I think it's really well done. Especially with long... the speech now as well, right? You've got the speech yeah, built exactly. into it as well. Yeah, For the longest time, the, the magnification was just a, a magnifying glass on the screen or you could dock a little panel at the top or the bottom. I hated was... that. Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, then they brought in full screen magnification and invert colours. It works really well. And it's the same across a lot of these accessibility features. They're not just there so, hey, we are accessible, we've got this feature, but, you know, don't actually try and use it. Uh, I think now they've, they've actually, you know, make them useful features. And, yeah, again, I think they've done a really great job over the last few years. Yes, they, 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 you know, it's not perfect, but they, they're really trying. I'm old enough to remember, and I'm sure you are too, old enough to remember, you know, the, the Sherlock Holmes-style magnifying glasses we used to use. And yes, I used to used right. to use those on my computer, so an actual built-in one was, like, you know, transformative Absolutely. at that time. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, they did also bring in a new feature, which is very interesting, because this is, I think, a new level of discussion around accessibility. Uh, you know, because we often think about this as tools that enable us as disabled people. But what this is about is helping other people who are not disabled, to make sure their content is accessible. It's called the Accessibility Assistant, and they're bringing it into Microsoft 365, uh, which I think is the new name for Office 365, right? They don't call it that anymore. Uh, so it's a Microsoft 365. Uh, so easy as checking spelling and grammar. Um, 
they're building in these new features similar to that called the Accessibility Assistant to help creators produce more accessible content. The Assistant offers better defaults, real-time remediation, and clear guidance to prevent and correct accessibility issues. Now, this is with the recent addition of the Accessibility Checker and Visual Studio for coding. Uh, creating inclusively is now easier for creators and developers. Now, obviously, there's a lot under the hood on that one. But ultimately, you know, if you're, let's keep it simple, right? Forget the coding for a second. That's a that's a different world for us. But for someone who's typing a, a, an email or not even so much an email, but a letter, making sure, for example, headings are done properly in a, yes. in a, in a, in yeah. a Microsoft Word document. That is really important because a lot of people still to this day will bolden the text uh, where the heading would be, or they'll just increase the text size a little bit. So yeah, it stands yeah. font size up. Yeah, bold. Yeah. That's a heading. No, it's not. Yeah. But now it looks this, like one. But with this accessibility assistant, it will actually tell you, hey, you might want to turn this into a heading. Because, and explain That's really why. Cool. And that is brilliant. It is. Yeah. No, I really like that. And this is something that's being built into this. And it's, it, as it says, the same as you would get with spelling and grammar. So you've got your spelling checker, your grammar checker, and you've now got this accessibility assistant. And I like, I really love the wording of this, accessibility assistant. So it's not saying checker. I think that's important. I think that language is important because if people feel they're constantly having to be checked all the time, it gets yes. a bit wearing. Whereas yes. if you think, hey, I'll just use this to see if this actually works, it feels like something's working with them rather than sort of checking up on them. So I think the wording on that is really important. Um, because, again, you're talking to people who are not disabled, who are not in this world, who don't understand these things. Yeah. And if you can make it understandable, it what will happen, I, I can kind of see how this will work. What will happen is people will be doing documents in a couple of years' time, maybe even sooner than that. And then someone will look over the shoulder and say, hey, by the way, you, you want to make sure that's a heading because – you know, there's a, I'll explain if you use the assistant, but, you know, essentially it makes it easier for people who are blind to read that. That's going to happen. Yeah. Because it's slowly, it, because, slowly. Because we, we all through. love to tell other people things we know. <laughs> we do, right? Welcome we to do. Double Tap. <laughs> yeah. Or things we think. Yeah, yes. exactly. but, that's, but that's what people love to do. As soon as, I, I yeah. don't know how many times I've learned a new keyboard command and I've called you like, you know, 10 o'clock at no, night. No, absolutely. Have you seen this? Is it amazing? Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Like I, was what, I, did, I did I mention this? So in WhatsApp, we're going to be doing a whole thing on WhatsApp on tomorrow's show because Michael Babcock's joining us when he talk about WhatsApp on the Mac and WhatsApp on the, the PC. But the, I can't really hold my water on this one because it's so exciting. I, I don't know why it's exciting, but it just is. Um, geek I don't exciting. like the term hold your water at all. I don't no, know where no, that's well, that's, a, that's another uh, issue. Carry on. I'm seeing the doctor about that. But what <laughs> what I found was while I was in WhatsApp, accidentally I hit insert H. Now I use JAWS, right? So I'll put that out there. Using yes. JAWS, hit insert H. Um, must have, I don't know what it was intended to do, maybe trying to get the JAWS menu with insert J. A command J. everyone should know, by the way. Insert H. Insert J or H? H. All right. So... H brings up shortcuts specific to that application. I didn't know that was a thing in JAWS. I had no idea that was a thing. So insert H brings up a list. So I was on WhatsApp and it brings up this list of all the extra commands that you can use. It's almost like they've, they must have written a script that sits alongside WhatsApp and then you can do more with WhatsApp using the keyboard commands it gives you. Absolutely brilliant. There were quick settings as well. Things like, for example, automatically always read the message when it comes in. Uh, you know, use a typing sound when someone's replying to you. And that would yeah. apply system-wide, not just in the application. Absolutely brilliant. I didn't even know that was a thing. So, you know, again, once you find something new, you have to tell people, just like I just did. I do practice what I preach. Well, that's tomorrow's show ruined. I mean, you know, you couldn't just hold your water for a bit longer. What, you don't think we're going to manage to talk about WhatsApp for an hour with Michael Babcock? Yeah, yeah true. Probably you, we are. You've yes. never. We were talking. Michael and I were talking about this the other day. You have not been on a show with Michael. You've been on a show where we featured no. Michael recording, but you two have never been on a show together with me. Really? That doesn't mm-hmm. sound right. It feels like I've spoken to him because you might have spoken yeah. to him outside of the show. I know we've uh, all yeah. teamed up on Clubhouse occasionally, but not That's not true. on, but not on here, not on the actual show. We'll have to meet up on Discord. I still haven't installed that yet, but I'm definitely going to try that out. Yeah, I want to talk, thing I want, is great. Funny enough, I want to talk about Mastodon as well at some point. And with, after you already have. I've just said. Yeah, you already put it down. It's fine. <laughs> well, I do want to talk about it because there's some interesting news coming out of that. But uh, anyway, um, Microsoft Translator 
uh, is getting new languages as well. So it's getting 13 new African languages, which is really important. And it came following a story. I was watching some of it last night. And it came following a story about a school in Nairobi for blind people that uh, Jenny LeFleury, the chief accessibility officer at Microsoft, had visited earlier in the year. And I did actually see she'd tweeted about this and she'd been to this school. And the the, the problem, and it was interesting because one of the, the people from the school was there to explain why this was so important, that they have now got this assistive tech lab in the school. Apparently in, in school, and this doesn't surprise me when I hear it, but it was kind of shocking at the beginning that yeah. kids in, in African schools, in particular in Nairobi in this case, were being taught Braille. Blind kids were being taught Braille. Now you think, brilliant, excellent. That's actually really good. Of course. But when they were leaving school, they were really struggling. They couldn't get jobs. And the issue was that all they knew was Braille. Didn't know typing, didn't know computers. Oh, right. So, you know, the, the, the thing they really needed access to, yes, Braille is going to really help you, but if you go into a workplace... That's not going to do anything for course, you because yeah, you don't have your, access to Braille. It's a wide range of tools. That's what you need to be Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of the opposite problem to what we face here in the West. <laughs> yeah, Braille only. Yeah. 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 I mean, actually brilliant, but, you know, you kind of need both, right? And that uh, this is what I love about Ability Summit and I love about what Microsoft are doing here. Because they really, and it was a bit like what the Zero Project was doing as well. They're highlighting what's going on outside of the bubbles in the UK, yep. the US, the Canada where we all live in this world when we talk about our challenges and our issues. But, you know, compare that to somewhere like Africa. Not only do you get perspective, but you get ideas about new ways to move forward. And this was one that really stood out. So, yes, Braille is great, but it can't be the only option. So Microsoft put some money into this and some investment, and they gave the the school new computers, which was brilliant. Uh, so the kids are now able to do a lot of this. They had computers in there, but they were, they were pretty old. So Microsoft, you know, donated a, a bunch of computers to the school to make yeah. sure that they you know, could could get the latest tech. So that is absolutely fantastic. But yes, so that is wh- where the announcement came about the 13 new African languages. And that, of course, will follow through the systems uh, of Microsoft, through Translator, onto, say, Narrator, and you know other speech-to-text features of uh, Microsoft, which is really cool. Nice. Um, they've also launched a new uh, inclusive design for cognition guidebook, to help wow. build products for people with various cognitive abilities. I mean, they, they kind of blow my mind with this stuff because they're, they're so on it. <laughs> it's just unbelievable how it on is. it Microsoft is. I read a story is. recently where you know, people with cognitive impairment are, are, are very under underrepresented as well and often overlooked because the, 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 the problems or issues that they may face are, are, are varied, right? There's not a, you know... Like with us, a screen reader. Well, okay, that that helps ninety percent of the people with visual impairments. But with cognitive impairments, it's a lot more a lot, a lot more difficult to uh, address every issue there. Well, you're talking about spectrum again, aren't you? And it's not uh, that yeah, dissimilar to any yes. other disability. But well, true, true. It, but, but, yeah. also, but like you say, the issue is the the understanding. Yeah, I think that's the biggest issue, and I think there's still a lot of learning being done about cognitive impairments and and the challenges that they bring to individuals. And of course, the problem is, from a technology company's perspective, a one thing, how do you make that fit all of that? Um, yeah. So they're, they're clearly working on it. They're clearly working on that and also providing information to developers. This seemed to be the thrust of a lot of what they were talking about was how to encourage developers, how to encourage companies. Because it's not just about apps and you know, new games and all that kind of stuff, although that's part of it. But it really is about educating companies, businesses, so that they can be ready for a disabled workforce. This is the kind of bit in this story that really is important. We talk actually, funny, because we were talking about employment and we've got more emails coming up on this subject coming up. Yeah, that's right. But, um, you know, we we talk about employment a lot and I know Gary brought up the subject recently. Um, But I think that the... You know, as well as the side of it, which is obviously we need to do our bit, companies really need to do their bit. And, and actually just attending Ability Summit, if I'm honest, would be enough. I mean, 20,000 people, you know, I was impressed by that number, but I'd love to see that at like a million. I and mean, there's no reason why it couldn't be. Because honestly, the, the amount of people, and, and there, there will be people who will be catching it later and watching it on demand. And Well, it was a register event as well. You had yeah. to be registered to, to view. But, you know, the, the, and I hope people do, you know, really do go in and check out this content, especially in business. Uh, yeah, now, there's absolutely. also enhancements to Azure. Now, I must admit, I don't know a lot about what Azure is. 
Um, but it seems to be the, the kind of foundation of a lot of what Microsoft does. Um, it's a platform. And uh, Seeing AI is uh, one of the apps that uses the power of Azure and artificial intelligence to empower, as it says, blind and low vision people to navigate the world around them. Now, they talked about their collaboration with Halion, which added over 1,500 products to the Seeing AI code library. Uh, in addition to that, um, Seeing AI introduced the indoor navigation feature, and they talked about that, um, which is obviously very interesting as well for us. No I more still haven't used there. that yet. I still really? haven't used it. I know. Sean. Must get into it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, also, LinkedIn got a mention as well. Jenison Asuncion, of course, a well-known Canadian blind guy and high up in LinkedIn as well. Uh, also uh, used to be part of AMI, I believe. Uh, today, more than 40% of LinkedIn posts include at least one image, and LinkedIn is adding automatic alt text descriptions and captioning to their platform using Azure Cognitive Services for Vision. Wow. And Windows 11, uh, they also announced uh, updates there, including, as we talked about, the updates to uh, Screen Reader Narrator to support more Braille displays, including three new Surface displays from HumanWare. Um, we are going to be talking to HumanWare soon uh, on that, incidentally. We've got an interview booked in soon. So HumanWare will be coming on, and hopefully Microsoft too will be joining us to talk about that and what that all means. Uh, but Narrator can now interact seamlessly with accessible accessories and the voice access functionality is out of preview, uh, enabling speech navigation access with Microsoft apps throughout Windows 11. I don't know if we mentioned that. No, that's going to be really interesting. I want to try that out. They did, Microsoft have sort of played with this in the past where you can actually system control using voice and it seemed to go away. You know, there's mm. dictation in there and that, but actually controlling the system, open, edge, you know, click back or, or whatever, go back and... and I really, I would like to see where we're at with that now. Uh, so I'm going to look forward to that. I saw also uh, just a bit of a keynote. There was a lot of it and it was on quite late here last night, but I, I watched a little bit on uh, AI because of course that's the big topic this year and something which I think a lot of us in our community are wondering what that will mean in terms of, I, I think we talk about the productivity side, what can we do with it? But actually what they talked about was responsible AI so oh. core principles of development specifically focused on accessibility and disability inclusion. So build accessibly, include disability representative data, and innovate. Now, they gave a demo of this where they talked uh, about, and they used Bing. They used the, the chat feature in Bing. And they said, so what is a good um, wheelchair accessible restaurant in Washington? I think was, was one of the questions they asked. And it came up with an answer which told them, where they could go, how they could get in, and how they could use this this particular restaurant, and you know what facilities were actually in the restaurant as well. And I think it's that kind of that's the kind of way they want to leverage this, where the information and the data, all of this information that's out there, can start to come together. And that's really what this Chat GPT system is all about. It's about taking lots of information and bringing it together, but making sure that disability is part of that. You know, it's not left out. So yeah. if you say, you know, because that's the thing, it's like, what's, remember that, remember we used to say years ago, what's the question that Google can't answer? And, you know, there must be one that it just it just comes up with no results for. And right. what you never want, I think, is for Bing to come back and say, wheelchairs, what's that? Um, now, that's yeah, not going to happen, right. obviously. But I think that, you know, we, we just want to make sure, and they are very keen to make sure that when companies are building information and creating information, that that content is inclusive and i think that's a really it's, it's obviously Absolutely. it's all good right i mean it's what else would yeah you but say? i think we we become sort of so hyper impressed by chat gpt in particular and ai and the results and how we can talk to it and how it can talk back to us that maybe we are getting swept away and a little over enthusiastic and you know we're as guilty as that as anyone that it's it's how accurate are those results and what are the results they are giving us and you know how inclusive are they and, and things like that 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 still needs to be worked out because there's no simple answer to that so it's good to see that they are working on that and aware of it uh, and one thing final just to mention was the disability answer desk which always gets a mention sometimes at these events but really did get a good few mentions actually at the ability summit this year and I'm really glad it did it's such a useful tool and you know again a company dedicated to it, you know, accessibility on every level, you know, because you've got all this work going on in the background to make products accessible. But then on top of that, 
you've got the customer facing role as well. So people are actually there to speak to us as individuals. Should there be a problem, someone can help. Yeah. And I, I know friends of mine who you know, almost live on that desk sometimes because they're just <laughs> asking questions or they have trouble and they need access to someone who can understand. I mean, if you call up, and I remember the first time, I always remember this, I called up Microsoft before I knew about the Disability Answer Desk, called them up and asked about a problem. And I said, no, I use this screen reader called JAWS. And the person had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah, and then yeah. all of Your a sudden, sinks. well, yeah, yeah and, and to be fair, I was kind of expecting that. And then about maybe 10 minutes into the call, the call is taken over by someone else who says, hey, you might want to contact the Disability Answer Desk. I'll put you through, but here's the number for future use. And I got through and I said, oh, hi, I don't know if you're aware, but I use this thing called JAWS. Oh, yeah, JAWS is screen reader. Okay, so no problem. So what's the challenge? And I And it was just like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. They got yeah. it. And then they were exactly able to what you control mean. it. And, they, and they'd be like, oh, do you want to mute your speech first? And I'm like, oh, you know what that means. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just simple things, you know, but it really that stuff matters, you know. It so does. really, really interesting. But yeah, a good event. I mean, there's a lot in there. And I think we'll be, we'll be certainly, I mean, the US Secretary of Transportation was there. The, uh, the Democrat, uh, Pete Buttigieg. It's not the easiest name in the world to say. So I oh. apologize if I've butchered it. But, of course you um, have. <laughs> Probably, but uh, he was there talking about accessible transport. So I'm, I want to watch that. So that's something I'll be watching over the weekend, and we'll talk more about. I want to know about Soundscape. Sorry, I mean that's all. No great. mention of it. I no. want to know about Soundscape. Well, I don't think there's any mention of it, but there is a searchable transcript for the whole event. So I will be searching for oh. the words Soundscape. Yes, I will yes. Go and check that. That's out. very good. A searchable um, transcripts. Are yeah, a really cool feature as well. Yeah. Well, you know, again, it's and and it's the thing now where Microsoft are getting to the Apple stage. I think. Is it accessible? Yeah, it probably will be. That's true. Yeah. It's not perfect in some cases, and I think part no, of that no. is legacy and the and the, the enormity of applications with Microsoft. Yeah. I mean, I think about Word. I mean, someone said to me the other day, oh, have you tried out the new immersive reader uh, in and read aloud in Outlook? And I was like, no, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, but I, I, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> to no, to that's right. Yes. Um, yeah, so that look is a bit heavy, isn't it? It's yeah. a bit. Oh, wow. yeah. Anyway, speaking of heavy, that was a fun show. Did you enjoy that today? Well, I don't know. It was a roller coaster ride. I must admit, I'm emotional after that. Okay, um, are we still friends? Is that we it? are still friends. Of course, okay. we're still friends. Good. Of course, All we're right. still friends. That's how this works. Is it? Um, well, sometimes. Anyway, <laughs> we're back tomorrow. Uh, we are going to be talking WhatsApp tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Michael Babcock is joining us and uh, some demos coming your way on WhatsApp on the PC and also the new WhatsApp from Mac Beta as well. Michael's going to talk ah. us through that. That is interesting. So that's all coming up in tomorrow's show. Keep your feedback coming. I'm sure you have plenty to say. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. <laughs> Hello, <Greg. laughs> Hello to Laura, who's got to read them. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, uh, 1877-803-4567. If you'd like to drop us a message, please do. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, mate. Bye. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.